there's an individuality in each of us. And as, as a core leader now, I, I have to, or I want to, or there's a need in me to accept everybody. No matter who you are, you've got a voice. So whether your voice is, you think it's a little scratchy or you think it's out of tune, it's very unique to me and therefore I accept it with open arms. Come on in, be part of this. Those are the words of Mark Delissa. Today's guest on This Is Why We Sing, episode one. I couldn't think of anyone better than Mark to kick off this new podcast series. And I know that you're gonna love hearing what he's got to say. My name's James Sills, and I'm here to help spread the word about singing and how it can help us lead happier, healthier, and more fulfilling lives. That's why I set up this podcast and I invite you to join me across six episodes for this first series to hear conversations from people across the singing world to share their inspiration and to share their insights. Mark Delissa is today's guest and I've been a huge admirer of Mark's work for many years. He's a renowned choral director, vocal arranger, teacher, mentor and TV presenter. His last two TV series the Street at Christmas and My Dementia Choir, I found incredibly moving. We talked about these in the conversation, as well as many more things, including his background in gospel music, how singing might be the new church, and of course, we talked about his arrangement of Stand By Me, sung at the Royal Wedding in 2018. Mark is one of life's good guys. This conversation left me feeling really energized, and I hope it will do for you too. We recorded this conversation in January 2021 when Mark and I had been leading singing sessions online for almost a year due to coronavirus. And so this is how our conversation begins, talking about singing at this very testing and unusual time. But then our conversation opens out to all those other things that I've just described. I do hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the podcast, Mark. Thank you so much for giving up your time. Nah, it's a pleasure, man. We've got, I feel like we've got so much to talk about, but the first question I'm going to ask you is, what song's in your head right now? Oh, my God. Um, uh, feeling Good, Nina Simone. Nice. Any particular reason? Uh, no, you just asked me, and I was just like... Uh, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I, think, I, think, I think that's... It's just like, birds flying high. It's just that kind of... You know what? We, we're in a place right now where we have to embrace what is in front of us, right? Um, and I think that that song says everything, that the birds are flying high, you know how I feel, do you know what I mean? Um, it's like we are feeling good. And regardless of whether you are actually physically feeling good, I think we have to almost say to ourselves, we are feeling good and therefore just embrace what is in front of you and just don't run from it. So yeah, I think that's that's where, it, where it's at for me right now. Like a self-fulfilling prophecy almost. A hundred percent. Man, we've got to talk ourselves into, into, <laughs> into believing it's all good, right? I mean, it's mad, <laughs> crazy, crazy time, but we, we really do have to, you know, kind of talk ourselves into it. And, you know, I mean, we'll talk more about this, man, but singing is that thing, isn't it? Because it, it kind of resonates throughout the whole entire body. And I think that we can we can sing things over and over again until the body starts to go oh yeah yeah that's right I'm I'm feeling great you know I'm having a good time even actually we're 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 really not but but I think it it has the power to do that well do you know what I I joined you a few weeks ago for one of your online sessions and we sung lifted by yeah. the lighthouse family and yeah, it, it it absolutely did that you know we're forty five minutes and I just felt I just felt great afterwards you know yeah 
Yeah. And I wasn't feeling great beforehand. And it's one of those things that you can almost kind of tell yourself the right messages. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's 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 the lyric, isn't it? And what I think, and it's it's a, it's funny because um, I, I we we have this conversation. I mean, as a, as a, I grew up in church, right? So we have this conversation a lot, or have been having it for many years. That gospel gospel is very repetitive very repetitive it says the same thing over and over again and you know if you're in the live in a live gospel concert trust me they're going to go round and round that that little turnaround section for ages do you know what i mean until by the end of it you're just like oh man you you really do feel high now the beauty of that song lifted is that it says lifted <laughs> just constantly exactly lifted 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 do you know what i mean and it's just like constantly you know kind of poking it into you like here we go this is the sound this is the word and therefore by the end of it you, you've done what it's asked you to do which is feel lifted it's almost like a, like an affirmation 100 percent. which is what they do this is what this is what church is all about do you know what i mean and, and there's also that thing of when you're vamping around something that you can kind of lose yourself as well musically because i think you know, so much of the time when people approach singing, you know, there there's so much going on, like in the monkey mind, like, am I doing this right? Yeah. Am I getting the words right? Is this the right section? Yeah. yeah. But when you come to a groove and you can just keep on riffing around it and maybe start to yeah. improvise, yeah, there's a sense that you kind of lose yourself to that moment, right? You do, you do. And, and actually, you become so much more comfortable and relaxed in that. You're not, like you said, you're not worried about what you should be singing or how it should sound or whatever. You are just relaxed and allowing all of that sound to come out of you. So it is doing something emotionally to you, you know. It is making you feel, whatever it is you're singing, that that is, is the truth, you know. And so, yeah, man, it's, it's a beautiful, really beautiful thing. And I think that was a... That was a really powerful session for me. I mean, so many messages after came, so many messages came afterwards, uh, of people just saying that you know that that made them feel great for their day and you know for their week as well. So, yeah, man, singing is important. It has to be con- has to be continued. And so, I, I get a sense that that kind of song choice is really really important to you when you're approaching yeah. your sessions, approaching your yes. choirs. Yes, 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 yes. Um, they 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 have to be songs. I mean, there's there's a few things. The majority of the songs that I will do, people will know or have heard on the radio. And so that's the first barrier kind of gotten rid of. It's just like, oh, okay, yeah, I kind of know this song. Uh, you've heard it, and so therefore you can sing. And then it's also about the lyrics and how the lyrics make you feel and what they speak, what the messages are in those lyrics. And if there is, if there's, if there, if the lyrics are positive and or hopeful or you know songs about love and joy and peace and happiness. Then you know what? Those are the songs that I'll be using for the rest of this time that we are in lockdown. And what I have done for the past, you know, nearly coming up to a year now, um, I've just used those songs because it just it just says all the right things. And it just makes people feel in the, the way that I want people to feel, which is, you know what? We are going to get through this no matter what. We've got to stay together with each other. We're going to feel good. Do you know what I mean? These are good times. I mean, I did, I did good times the other day. Do you know what I mean? And, you know, are these the good times? But the more you say it, good times, it's just like, oh, actually. We, we can all find the good times, even if it's just oh. half an hour a day of singing with you or, or doing whatever, connecting with our families. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. I think that's a reminder yeah. for people. Like, for me, the singing experience is always so much more about more you know more than about the singing it's kind of like these little reminders like you are capable of feeling joy you are capable of reaching out and i think yeah you know in these times that we're living through that's more important than ever yeah no no no. totally totally agree man and you do you do find that in, in in the sessions people 
people, I always ask the question like, is this now a different song for you? Yeah. Because I, I, the, one of the things that I, I believe is that we can just sing songs just for the melody and the lyric and, and get away with it and it'd be like, okay, that was nice. But actually, I always say, apply this to your life right now. Yeah, apply it to your life. It, does, it, does it tell your story right now? And if it, if it does, then use that. If it doesn't, then how could it, you know? And then when you start asking those questions, the song just becomes a whole completely different thing to people. Yeah, it's, pa it's a powerful process. Yeah, it really is. And I, I, the thing is, I did it once and I was just like, oh, that was, that, was, that was powerful. And I thought, oh, I must change that. But I just can't stop. I have to always <laughs> ask the question. So I say to people, whenever they come on, I said, if you're, I say, if you're new to this, uh, please understand that, you know what, this is, this is what we do. And so therefore I can't just sing a song because it's a nice song. I've got to sing it because it means something. And if it doesn't mean something now, then by the end of it, it will mean something to me. And, and from my experience of running um, online singing sessions with the sofa singers, it kind of feels like everyone's a little bit more kind of open um, you know, everyone's kind of a little bit kind of heightened in, in terms of emotional states. And so actually you, yeah. you've kind of got the capacity to take people a little bit further there. A hundred percent. Than perhaps before. Yeah. And they're, they're by themselves. They're sitting at home. They're in their rooms by themselves, you know, or with, with people that they love, you know, so it's, it's a comfortable environment for them to really explore how they do feel about a song like that. You exactly. know, or, or whatever, whatever the song might be. Because when you're in the live with other people around you, it's almost difficult you know, you you find the same people saying the same things. Do you know what I mean? If you say, how, how do you guys feel about this song? And the same people put their hands up. But the people who don't, they do feel something. and But they're just probably unwilling to say it in that forum. But when they're by themselves, it's just like, cool, you know, take yourself off mute and, and say what you want to say. Because there's a power, right? Because there's a screen. It's like, you know, you're not actually here. You know, it's not real. Well, it is real. But, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a safer environment for them to share. It's very interesting, Mark, isn't it? Because... Um... You know, I think like like myself when when lockdown happened last March, there's like a knee jerk reaction. We need to keep our communities together. We'll get together on Zoom, and it'll be a bit like a singing party and whatever. But actually, you know, now we're almost a year in. We're just seeing these multiple layers of benefits and nuance, and actually creating new ways of reaching people. Like, yeah. could 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 you have foreseen that? Could you know? Did that? even go through your mind it it did right at the beginning when we got into this and they said that we couldn't we couldn't sing in in spaces as choirs anymore um i i remember coming here to my studio one day and i just thought no 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 we this 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 can't stop we have to continue this and actually as a choir leader, I feel responsible for keeping these people connected and i put a, a message out to say to all choir leaders get involved get your guys connected, do it over Zoom or however you do it, but just keep them connected. Because in my in my heart, it was like, I know the benefit of having people in a room. I know the benefit that they, that they find with other people. And whilst we, we can't do that, if we take our foot off the gas and just go, oh, I can't do it anymore. And then we sit down and do nothing. Those people lose connections. And so, yes, from the start, I thought, one of the most important things, and you know, I've done a whole thing on, on loneliness and, and, and isolation. One of the things that I've always said is that just a little bit of a, maybe a 45 minute connection with people throughout the week is enough. It's enough just to make someone, just give them that boost that they need for the next three, four, five, six days or whatever, and then they go in again. So yeah, I, I saw it from the start really. Um, and one thing that I, like I said, I, I, I was doing termly. 
So I was doing every 10 weeks with my choirs. Uh, and so at the end of at the end of the 10 weeks, I think it was into Easter, uh, they said, right, OK, well, you know, how, how many how many weeks have we got off, Mark? And I said, we haven't. I said, I'm not stopping. You're going to plough on through. We're going to plough on through because this is important for everybody. You know, it's not just the thing of, OK, you know, some people aren't, aren't able to come. It's like everything is locked down. So we must continue. So, yeah, I, I, I saw it early and I and that's one thing I just said, I'm going to continue going. And I have, you know, I've done have many sessions. I can't think. And I remember I remember seeing that Instagram post, actually, and I, and I felt, a re, you know, I felt really, um, you know, it kind of really affirmed what I was thinking as well, Mark, because there were a lot of people as well, a lot of choir leaders who were saying, well, look, if we can't be in the room, we can't create the harmonies, we can't do it as we've always done it, therefore let's stop. And I thought, this is missing the point. Yeah, or at least totally. it's missing the point for the reason that I'm motivated to get people together to sing. Yeah. Well, then you've got to ask. Yeah. And you, you're right. You've got to ask yourself, what's, your, what's what's motivating you? Do you know what I mean? No, I love harmonies. Psh, you know what I mean? All day long, man. I love to hear a harmony from 20 voices in a room. I love that. But if I can't get that, then that's about me. Do you know what I mean? That's about me. That's what exactly. I want. You yeah, see? exactly. But actually, what do, what do the other people want? Do they just want to... And, you know, some people don't like Zoom and they've tuned out and that's absolutely fine. But they know that we're there every week, you know, and they can drop in as and when. Um, but the other people who just want to see a couple of small faces on a screen and sing on mute, you know, as loud as they want to, but see other people bopping around going, oh, man, this is really cool. I'm really enjoying this, right? And see those smiling faces. That is connection enough. It For is. what we are, where we are right now, it's connection enough. Exactly, and and like you say, you've you know you've you've explored this idea of loneliness. Um, it was two thousand nineteen. Your program, right? The Street at Christmas. Yeah. 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 Now yeah, yeah. I watched that, and I was just like nodding and grinning all the way through. <laughs> yeah. Because for me, that was the first time I ever saw um, a, a program on TV around singing, where it actually addressed um, a kind of a social problem first, and then it looked at singing as 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 a remedy. Right. Yes. So you started yes. off. With, with with the fact that, that loneliness is kind of is epidemic that it can touch people of any um, demographic yeah. you know yeah. uh, and yeah. I thought it was really powerful how you know you went to rural communities you were in the cities you were with young people with old people and you said look this is this is a problem and you know in the position that I'm in as a singing leader I can help address this yeah. now for me yeah, that yeah. was really really powerful I wonder if you could maybe just talk a little bit about that maybe about that process whether that came from you or if it was the, the TV company, because the way that that was framed was, yeah. felt so important to me. Yeah, so the initial idea was me just kind of saying, look, there are so many people out there who, who, who can be connected through singing. And, you know, a lot of it came from my Singology choirs, right? That was more the idea, because I, have, I had people coming into my sessions, having never sung before, but needing, needing human contact, Right? Now, you see them come in and they're like, I'm not really a singer, but they love the human contact. But then what happens is the singing brings something else out of them. So they have that human contact, but then the singing kind of starts to develop this, this sense of belonging because everybody is doing it together. And I just thought, well, this is really interesting. And so when, when we started talking about ideas, I said, well, I, I really want to see if we can get people from all over, touch people who are, who are in need of, of this human contact but maybe aren't willing enough or have the strength enough to get out. So let's go to them. Uh, and so that's very, very much what we, what we did. And it was, a, it was an incredible process uh, to, to see the amount of people that we were able to touch. 
Um, I mean, there was people that we couldn't even involve in, you know, so many people were, were there and, and willing to be involved in the show, but we couldn't get to everybody. Um, but it was so interesting because whilst one, one of the most fascinating things for me was seeing people in the city, yeah, who were working in jobs in, you know, buildings where there's, you know, a thousand people. And they are, they are saying that they're, that they're lonely. And when you dig a little deeper, you see that they're living by themselves. Yeah. They've moved away from their, from their parents' home and they're living by themselves. They don't, haven't really made any friends. And when they go to work, the friends that they have at work aren't actually their friends. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They, are, they are acquaintances at work that you spend time with in those eight hours and then you go home. And you don't call them again. You you, you just see, see them the following day. So yes, there is a level of friendship there. But we were saying, actually, in the choir, there's a, there, there is a deeper connection. There's a deeper connection that you get when you are sitting with somebody, singing with somebody. And the hope is that you would maybe go running with that person or you might go on a, you know, have a play date with your kids with that person. Those are the, those are the, those are the, the opportunities that I wanted to give all of these people so that it improves, improves their lives, you know, and by and large, it, it really, really did. Um, and, you know, there was, there's no, there's no, there's no competition about it. There was no like, I want you to sing better, do you know what I mean? Or I want you to be an, I, I just want you guys to get together and have a good time. That's right. It, okay. That's, exactly. That's human... and, and this is another reason, Mike, why I think that series was so powerful because it, it kind of removed the element of competition, the element of mm-hmm. uh, jeopardy, will they, won't they, um, which we see so much uh, with singing on TV. And, and yeah. I actually think that, um, that that can be quite paralyzing for people who want to engage in singing. And yeah. so what you're talking is about is just making it as open as possible, like saying, just totally. come on into this world. Yeah. You know, yeah. I know how great it is. But let's kind of start to remove some of the, the, these obstacles. And yeah. so I, I guess as a, as a singing leader myself, like I think we've touched on it, but what are some of the things that we can do as singing leaders and hopefully be, there'll be other singing leaders who are listening to this podcast, what can we do to help invite more people into this world? Because we've talked about all these benefits so far. I mean, we've touched on them. We, you know, we, haven't, we haven't got time to talk about all of them, you know, the endorphins yeah. and yeah. all the physical things that go on. But, but what can we do to just bring people into that space in the first place? They, there's a need to remove from our minds this idea of perfection, right? And I say this all the time, that, that it doesn't matter. If, they, if they're singing right, cool. If they're not singing right, cool. Yeah? Let people just be. Let them just sing. You know, I have so many people over the years have joined my choirs and, you know, they've, they can't pitch very well. You know, and that's fine. That's fine. You just you just sit beside this guy who sings really loud, and I'm sure over the next few months you're gonna start to pitch a little better than you are. But exactly. It's cool. Do you see what I'm saying? But I, but but you see the thing is, I never make that an issue. I never I'll never call it out. You know, and I think I I, I had a a brilliant a really brilliant example of this is allow people to be who they are. In my singology choir in Wimbledon recently. Um, there's a there's a guy called Peter. Absolutely love this guy to bits, right? I love them all. Um, 
And he he said something the other day which which absolutely broke my heart. It was over Zoom. He just released a single. You know, he got onto a, a, a bit cool. of a kind of a kind of course thing, and they they recorded a song. Or he wrote a song, they recorded it, and he released this single, uh, and he put it out. And you know, he put told the, the the group about it on WhatsApp, and we were just all like, "Oh man, this is amazing, Pete. This is great. You know, you've done so great." And he came back and said, "Thank you guys for filling me with confidence." Right. So we were like, "Oh yeah, cool. Yeah, anytime, man. That's what we do." And then he said, <laughs> "He says, please understand that you guys are very special, and this doesn't always happen." And I'm, we were like, "What?" So then he then went on to say that he's in our choir, Singonji, and he's in another choir. And he said that, okay, so let me, let me give you a little bit of Peter, right? Peter sings with his heart on his sleeve, right? And his voice is very loud, yeah? And I love it. And there are moments in my, there are moments in my, in my vocal coach brain where it's just like, oh, we can do something with that. And I'm like, no. Nah. I'm just going to let him be who he wants to be. And he said that in the message. He said, thank you for never telling me to sing quieter. I know I've got a loud voice, but thank you all. In my other choir, they tell me that all the time and really beat me up for it. Right. And it broke my heart, but also made me really happy that my dream of just allowing people to be who they are was absolutely coming true in that moment. It broke my heart because I can't bear the fact that there are other people that are going to stop somebody from doing what they want to do, using their singing voice in the way that they know, in the way that they enjoy, in the way that releases all of that emotion out of them. You're going to try and stop that. That's what broke my heart. But at the same time, bittersweet, I guess, that my dream is always, and this is my, my word to all singing leaders out there, just get people in a room and let them be and sing, or not even in a room, over a Zoom call now, Jesus. <laughs> the man. room, the let Zoom. Them, the room, the <laughs> Zoomy room, right? Yeah. Um, let them be who they want to be and let them sing how they want to sing. Guide them as much as you can, but don't break them. Don't break them. Let them be who they are. And and I guess also like meet yeah meet them where they are exactly you know yeah. recognize them, recognize what what they need, recognize you know um, who they are as people, where they're coming yeah. from. Yeah. And just as you're telling me about Pete, I was thinking of about a guy, uh, Stuart, who's another legend of one of my choirs. He sings in a choir run in Wrexham. Uh, which is called the One Love Choir, and it's a mm-hmm. choir for people who've experienced homelessness and other forms of marginalisation. Great. Um, yeah. And he's another he's another belter, you know. And and yeah. when we're performing, you know, all the joy, you know, is emanating from from yeah. Stuart and ripples out, you know. And um, the, the the temptation to say, you know, let's let's try and blend a bit more, you know, which is our kind of singing leader head on. Yeah. And then you've got yeah, your kind yeah, of yeah. actually, this is a human being with you know he's expressing himself here and you know so there is this kind of internal struggle sometimes but for me you know people have to win out in the end yeah and they always they always always do because really guys you know singing isn't sing how can i how can i put this singing is saving lives right yeah singing together is saving lives yeah it's but it's but it's also it's it's not it's not it's not killing anyone I guess what I'm saying is this. Someone singing loud ain't going to kill you. Yeah, exactly. But actually that person who's singing loud might need to be saved. 
Do you see what I'm saying? Their yeah, lives yeah, might yeah, need exactly. To be saved. To, just to release, just to, just to release. experience that physical release, that emotional release. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, nobody, nobody's, you're not going to die because somebody's singing loudly, man. Come on. <laughs> just do this. Think about the people. It's all about the people. I have a thing where I tell my teams. And it's all about, my, my thing over the past two or three years, it's all been about what I call servitude, right? And this, the, the, the idea of servitude is I, Mark Delissa, as, as the owner of Singology, yeah? I serve my tutors, yeah? And my tutors are just like, what are you, what are you talking about? I say, I serve you. I want to know what's going to, what, what do you need? What can I give you to do your job, Right? And they were, oh, okay, so we need, might need this. I said, okay, cool. Well, I'm going to do that for you. And every, you know, as much as I can, I will check in with them to see if they're all right and make sure that, you know, they've, they've got everything they need. And then the next layer is I'm serving them so that they can serve the people. Because the people are the most important, pe- the most important mm. element of Singology. Of the equation, of the equation, yeah. yeah. If, if they're not there, Singology is not there. And so therefore we have this spirit of servitude that says, I am giving of myself to help my tutors so that my tutors can then give of themselves to help the most important element in the equation, which is the people. And so therefore that is what we must be doing all the time. If we, if we, because you know, there's a, there's a, a diagram, right? You know, this high, hierarchical structure, which is a pyramid with the apex at the top. I flip that over. Yeah. And the apex is at the bottom. That's me, right? And I underpin everything that goes upwards and it fans out to the people being right at the top, okay? And they are the most important people in Singology. Not Mark, not there, not Mark the lesser at the top. Not me, no, 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 no. I am not, I am the servant and I serve. That is what I'm here to do. Now in 2018, you were serving some fairly important people, right? <laughs> Talking about Stand By Me. Oh, man, 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 man. Where do we start with this? I mean, I read somewhere that that you, you know, you had to go back 10 or 11 times before you you got the arrangement that Harry and Meghan were happy with. Yeah, so, so many, so many conflicting stories. I mean, it was a number of times. Let's get, let's get it from the horse's mouth. 2018, you were contacted by... By Buckingham Palace? Karen Gibson. By Karen Gibson of the Kingdom Choir. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I used to sing in Kingdom Choir years and years and years and years ago. I mean, I was, I was part of the first Kingdom Choir when, they, when she, Karen gave them the name and we went to Songs of Praise to do some stuff. And uh, so anyway, she called me. She got a call from the palace uh, saying, you know, could you sing at the wedding? Um, and they, she said, okay, yes, what, what kind of music? And she, they said, oh, they want Stand By Me. Uh, and so she called me. And she said, um, you know, uh, hi, uh, how are you? I said, yeah, I'm fine, thanks, Karen, how are you? She goes, yes, do you know the song Stand By Me? Of course you do, yes, you do. Could you do, 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 could you do an arrangement for me? I said, yeah, all right, who's it for? What's it for, wedding? She goes, yeah, yeah, it's for a wedding. And I was like, oh, okay, fine. Uh, and she said, um, yeah, so, but I want you to sing at the wedding as well. And I was like, um, yeah, but I don't <laughs> need to, you know, I'm not even sure I'm free. T- to be honest, I wasn't free. That day I wasn't free, I was supposed to be in Ireland. So I said, anyway, Karen, I can't make it, but I can do the arrangement. I'll send you the arrangement, you know, and yeah, blah. And she said, anyway, Google the date because I think you might, you might want to change your plans. That's what she said. <laughs> so, so I didn't actually, I didn't Google the date. I just got on with the arrangement. Um, and then about a week later, I Googled the date and I was just like, oh, all right. Um, okay. And, I, and honestly, I said, if, 
if the choir that I was going to work with in Ireland wasn't, weren't free on the Sunday, um, then I just wouldn't be at the wedding. But I called them and I said, listen, I've got something. Is it possible we could move to the Sunday? And they were just like, yeah, yeah, fine. Sunday works. So I was like, okay, cool. So anyway, um, it all, I know this is a long story short, but um, what happened is I got the brief for the song and I created the arrangement based on the brief. And, um, and, and I, do you mind me asking what the brief was? I mean, yeah, in terms of brief, like a musical brief or a, like a, oh, almost like a well, spiritual brief or? No, it was just some words. Right. Okay. <laughs> and the words, the <laughs> words were all, were all a bit like, can it start softly and then build um, into something? Uh, and that was it. That was kind of all we got. And so I started and, it, you know, it started softly. It started, I think it was even uh, a tempo actually, kind of. Colavoce, and then it went into you know what I would consider to be high gospel. Do you know what I mean? Hand claps and bass guitars yeah. and blah. And K- kitchen sink. Uh, yeah, yeah, all everything. I, I threw. I'm, I'm going to release that. I'm going to release the arrangement one day. I'm going to release. <laughs> Brilliant! It. I'd love. Yeah, um, the evolution yeah. of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, I so in my head now. For those of you who don't know, right, I do a load of choral arrangements. Got a whole load of books out there, uh, and I say that because when my publisher comes to me and says can you do a book? I'm like, yeah, cool. They give me some songs and I pick the songs that I think are going to work. I do the arrangement. I send them back to them. We record them. They put the dots going in the book and that's it. Every <laughs> so done. often the publisher might go, um, you know that line there, is it possible we could just kind of maybe shift that, maybe shift that down? You know what I mean? Can we kind of, you know, put a different inversion in that? Uh, and I go, yeah, okay, cool. Every so often. So in my head, when I've done an arrangement for Prince Harry and, 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 and Megan, um, I'm like, cool, I'm just going to send it off. And then that's it. It's what's going to be sung on the day. Yeah. So great. Job done. <laughs> and then the word came back. Uh, no, this is not, this is not it. Mike, what? Wow. So anyway, I did version two again. Now, you know, James, you'll understand this. I wasn't taking version one and tweaking it. I was taking version one deleting it and starting, starting again. again so i was changing keys i was changing t- time signatures i was changing feels there was an acapella one in there at one point um a couple of them had a full band a couple of them were just piano um and so there was so many so we got to version seven and they said no and at which point i was like well i need a meeting you know because as a creative you're just like well i don't i'm i'm kind of almost arranging in the dark here. I don't yeah, really like throw know. me a bone here, come on. Yeah, so anyway, so I thought they were going to say no, but they said yes. And we went to um, went to the palace, as it were, uh, and we sat down with, with Harry and Meghan and we had a chat. Wow. And it was, it, was, it was really cool, man. They were very clear on what they wanted. And one of the things that resonated with me on the day was how down to earth they are. Um, but also the fact that Meghan said, it, it just needs to be something that her in-laws to be, uh, can understand. Mm, you know interesting. Mean? And I was like, I, I, I get it, you know, because, you, you know, the high gospel stuff, yeah, you know, I get it. I love it, you know. A lot of people get it, but, you know, the, the queen, bless her, um, probably wouldn't get where I was going with it. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So I went away and then there was another, uh, goodness, five versions uh, until we got to uh, the the church, the chapel on the Friday for rehearsal. Um, that was version 12. Uh, and then on the way in on the Saturday morning uh, for the actual wedding, 
uh, that was version 13. Uh, and the, the change for between 12 and 13 um, was that, oh, so, I mean, this is so complex to, 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 to describe, but anyway. No, I'm loving this. Version, it's fantastic. Keep going. Version, version, version 12, which is the one that they said was, yes, this is kind of, I mean, there's a little bit of a story that I'm missing out for a specific reason. We'll, but, we'll do another podcast, Matt. I could, I could yeah. talk about this all day, the whole story. Yeah, 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 <laughs> you can yeah, play yeah, me yeah. all the but, versions. <laughs> I will, I will. But um, so between 12 and 13, uh, 12 was quite staccato, right? Mm -hmm. And 13, on the coach in, I was just like, no, 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 we've got to change this. It, this got, there's got to be some movement. So it was almost, stand by me. That's how it was. Mm -hmm. Stand by me. Uh -huh. That's what was happening. Like right? So hits. on the way down, I said to Karen, yeah, yeah. So I said, on, on the way down, I said to Karen, Karen, carry those three. So it's stand by me. So you, when, when you watch the video, you'll see Karen doing this. Because this is no more than like three hours before had we made this change. <laughs> this, is, this is so fascinating. So, and then literally that was, that was that. And, you know, it was, it, it was a crazy day because I, again, I'd done so much work and kind of been beaten up quite severely emotionally, really. Um, and I was quite down, actually. I'm very proud to, that it was done, but throughout the process it had become quite down. Um, and so well, I did Just because you, you kept getting your ideas kind of rejected and yeah and as yeah. an arranger you're just like well am i any good at this do you know mm. um and then what people don't tell you and again why would they but in the in the, the chapel you're not allowed to applaud right of course so at the end of the performance we were at the back of the church so everybody has turned around kind of spun in their seats to look at us when we finished to complete and utter silence and they just turn to look forward again. So as a performer, you're just, as an arranger of the of this song that's, you know, in this wedding, I'm like, obviously they thought it was terrible. You're just not getting and anything back. Just nothing, it was nothing. Yeah. They just turned around, no applause, nothing. We went and sat down and I remember sitting there just thinking, okay, that's it. That's the end of me, literally. And then it all blew up after that. And yeah. The rest, as they say, is history. Is history. It, well, Mark, it may not have been version one, two, or even ten, <laughs> but I think it is a thing of real beauty. Bless you. Um, yeah, bless just, you. Thank you. Um, just that the stillness. Of, I was listening to it this morning as I was out for a walk, and just the meditative quality of it uh, yeah. is just, you know, is like a reminder that we can stop and be in the moment and... You know, as soon as those piano chords just open at the beginning, it invites you yeah. to be still. And, um, you know, we spoke earlier about the idea of kind of uh, repetition and, and it being quite hypnotic. Yes. And when we kind of go in full pelt. But actually, that there's something really beautiful about that when things are stripped right down as well. Oh, man. T tell uh, me, tell me. I, I learned a massive lesson throughout that process. Um, and it's not something I, was, I speak about all the time, but... When you're putting something out to the world like that as musicians, we, we want our musician friends to go, oh, wow, that was, oh, that was brilliant. Oh, what you did with that? Oh, you see that transition from there to, oh, it was just, oh, we want that. But actually the process taught me that, and I say this all the time, and so I, I got, I just got sucked back into an area that I talk against all the time. And that area is that actually we're creating for people who may not necessarily be high-end top-end musicians and actually what we what we have to create is something that they can understand 
You know, the musicians of the world, the brilliant musicians of the world, brilliant though we though they are and we are, make up a smaller percentage of the entire population of the world. And so really, if we're creating just for them, then we're creating for, for the minority, when really we should be creating for the majority. And this is going back to that idea of servitude as well. Yes, 100%. Because uh, I've, I've, I've got to say, I've, I've taught your arrangement to um, many, if not all of my choirs. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, including uh, NHS choir, um, the, the homeless choir I mentioned in, in Wrexham. And, mm-hmm. you know, it has the same effect that arrangement has the, the same effect on all of them. It kind of yeah. allows people just to pause and be in the moment and breathe. And yeah. Um, yeah, I just wanted to thank you for that. No, it's an absolute pleasure, man. And, you know, I, you know, about a year previous to being asked to do that, I remember I'm a kind of, I'm quite a spiritual guy, right? So I remember being in here in my studio and just saying to God, you know what, God, I'd really love to arrange something that the world hears, you know? And so asked, so so given, really. Um, but it but it was about something that the world, the world, anybody from wherever you are, can understand and get, and hear and enjoy. And that's absolutely what happened. So you you've mentioned your 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 spirituality, your faith. There, I, I um heard you say once that choir is the new church. Oh man, wow! Well, you, <laughs> you've heard you've heard a lot of stuff. No, I believe it is. And I and I I tell you for why I mean, geez, man, you could, we could talk for hours, James, seriously. But I'm not gonna I'm gonna go too deep into this. But my experience at church was was good and bad. I think I took a lot of the music, a lot of the harmony, a lot of the singing, and a lot of the stuff that that I am today. I am a lot today because of experiences that I've had at church. But there were some negatives as well, and the negatives were that it wasn't that inclusive. It wasn't a place where, you know, anybody could turn up and, and feel accepted and, and, and wanted and loved, mm-hmm. um, even though that's what it should be. Yeah. And that's that's one one criticism that I would have. But don't get me wrong. People are lovely and we're all flawed in, in many beautiful, wonderful ways. Um, but I, I always felt that the what I wanted in a in a church um, I would try and produce in a choir. And that is meaning that anybody can walk through the door. Anybody can feel, and, and, and as you walk through the door, you should feel warm, welcomed, um, you know, feel like, feel like you're home, really. That is how mm. you should feel. And so I do see uh, the, the choir as a new church, because I'm not sure how many people are going to church these days. Um, but if you ask them if they're in a choir, oh, yeah, 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 I go to choir every week, you know mm. what I mean? And so actually, it is the thing that we used to do as youngsters growing up, um, go to church every week, that people are, going, are now going to choir every week as opposed to church, which I think is still a really good thing. Why? Because they're staying connected, and that is what needs to happen. Exactly. And there are, um, you know, there are so many reasons for the for the decline of, of traditional communities, and we've talked about yeah. the rise of loneliness, and, and you know, I think... You know, if, if you look at church attendance today as opposed to, you know, 40 or 50 years ago, certainly, you know, yeah. numbers are much, much smaller. You know, I, I grew up in my village church. Um, that was my way of kind of connecting with my local community. And so, yeah. you know, I kind of felt that um, bond of community when I was growing up. Yes. Um, you know, for me, going to church in my in my rural village was actually kind of just part and parcel of, of being in, in that community. Yeah. Um, but I think that's why why choirs are so important now because a lot of these traditional um, places where community was built. I mean, you know, we might even be seeing it even more now. 
you know, yep. everyone's working at home remotely. So even yep. the, the workplace, you know, that is now starting to, to dissolve. And I think when things unlock, I don't think people will go back working you know, in the same physical space in the same way. Yeah, no, no, I agree. And I think you're, you, you've hit the nail on the head there that the church was kind of the bedrock of the community. You know, it's where we, where we all found each other and found strength in that. Um, which is not happening anymore. And therefore, that's that's where I say the choirs have kind of taken over. I mean, I I know that there's a, a few of our, our choirs, our choir branches across London. We have more members in the choir on a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night, whatever it might be, than they do have on a Sunday morning. Mm. You know? Yeah. Um, and that and that says everything, that people people do still still want to feel connected through community. But actually, it's not the church. The church is doing part of it, of course. But it's not like, you know, years ago when everybody was there on a Sunday morning and there were no real community choirs. There were church choirs, do you know what I mean? Which happened on, you know, maybe Sunday evening or Saturday evening or whatever. But now it's, it's the community choir that is, for me, the thing that's keeping, keeping communities together. And what do you think life will look like, you know, when we emerge, we are able to come together physically to sing, that people have that confidence for whatever reason, you know, people have we've reached a level of vaccination or, or, or for whatever mm-hmm. reasons do you think there'll be even more of a hunger more of a need to do this yes I do I really do and I think I, I think what and I, I don't know I mean ask me again when it when it happens right but I honestly believe yesterday there is going to be a, a massive party but I think in this period people are developing this confidence do you know what I mean there's there's a desire to get back in front of or with your with people who you can hug or just stand beside, goodness, uh, and so that that hunger um, has it has also brought a confidence in them that now whilst they're singing at home and they're giving everything, it's just like okay, yeah, I can sing. There's there's going to be a need for them just to be able to release in front of people as sure. opposed to just just their four walls, um, and so I think it's going to be. There, there is something, I, I, honestly, I don't know what is going to happen, but I'm excited for whatever it is because I know it's going to be beautiful in so many ways. I mean, it can't, it can't not be. <laughs> I mean, if like getting people back in a room to sing, you know, three or four part harmony is going to be incredible. But also just, just having people be able to embrace each other and just get back to our basic human desire of being with people and seeing people's faces and, you know, hearing people's voices in the live is, is something that we need. So it's, there's going to be an explosion. And don't, I don't and know I when it's going to be, but you're going to be when it's there. Gonna, and it's, I'll listen, I'm going to be lighting the match. Girls, but <laughs> <laughs> listen, literally, literally, I can, I cannot, I cannot wait. It's going to be great. It's going to be amazing. Mark, I feel like we could talk, we've got so much more we could talk about, but I've got a couple yeah. of questions just to close the conversation. Go. First thing is, Mark, uh, I'm creating a playlist. And so every guest I have on is, yeah. is selecting one vocal performance or one song or one choral piece or, or whatever you want to call it for the listeners of the podcast to, yeah. to enjoy. Is, um, is there one that you could select for us, please? Yeah, sure, 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 sure. So that prayer that I prayed uh, the year before Harry and Meghan's wedding, um, it was after listening to one of, one of the, oh, it's just a beautiful piece of music by Richard Smallwood. Um, and it's called Total Praise. It's an unbelievable, unbelievable piece of music. It's, it's short, there aren't that many words, um, but it is so, so incredibly beautiful. And the reason I, I love it so much is because... Yes, it's gospel, 
Uh, yes, it's choral. Yes, I grew up listening to it thinking it was amazing, but it was then performing it in front of people who are not into gospel necessarily, or not singers, or, you know, it could be anywhere. Everyone gets it. And everybody asks for it again and again and again. And it is just, I mean, I know every time I say it, I'm just like, man, you need to change that, man. Surely there's other pieces. But no, I mean, I watched a video with Richard Smallwood uh, with it the other day. And it was just like, oh, again, I'm just like, how has he done this? And it was after <laughs> listening to that again, I just said, look, Lord, please let me arrange something that the world hears. And yeah, it was inspired by that. Wow, so, it's a powerful song. Yeah. It's a powerful song. Uh, you know it, right? No, well, just from what you're, just the way you're talking about, it, I don't, I'm not familiar with it, Mark. So I'm going to go and listen to it right after this conversation. Add it to the playlist. Listen, um, it's 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 unbelievable, James. Right? It's three part harmony, and it's just, yeah, yeah. Do it. Put it on there, man. People will love it. People will love it. Thank you so much. I will do. And then finally, look, I think people will be able to draw so much from this conversation from your wisdom not just about singing, but about life in general. And that's kind of my hope for this podcast, that we can just open mm -hmm. out the conversation about singing. Yeah, um, but as my final question, what life lesson has a life in singing uh, taught you? A life lesson in singing. Wow, that's a really open, wide question. Uh, I, think, I, th I think it's taught me acceptance, yeah? An acceptance of everybody. Everybody has a voice. Um, I used to say something many years ago that if Stevie Wonder had been influenced um, by somebody else and decided that he wanted to take on their voice, um, then we wouldn't necessarily have Stevie Wonder as we know him today. And I'm saying I say that because there's an individuality in each of us. Um, and there's, as a core leader now, I, I have to or I want to or there's a need in me to accept everybody, no matter who you are. You've got a voice. So whether your voice is, you think it's a little scratchy or you think it's out of tune, it's very unique to me. And therefore I accept it with open arms. Come on in, be part of this. Mark, that's a beautiful way to end. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Pleasure, James. Thank you so, so much, man. Thank you so much to today's guest, Mark Delissa, for that energising and inspiring conversation. And I hope that there's something that you can take from that, either to do with singing or just some more general life lessons. And if you want to hear his choice for the playlist, which is Total Praise by Richard Smallwood, you can hear that on the podcast playlist, which is in the show notes. If you click on that, it'll take you through to Spotify and you'll hear that song as chosen by today's guest, Mark Delissa. If you want to find out more about Mark, you can go to his website, markdelissa.com. Again, that is in the show notes and uh, his amazing arrangement that we were talking about of Stand By Me by the Kingdom Choir uh, is on YouTube. It's been viewed millions and millions of times and uh, again, that is in the show notes as well. If you've been inspired by any of the themes in today's conversation, you might be interested in checking out my book, Do Sing, Reclaim Your Voice and Find Your Singing Tribe, which aims to inspire people and equip them with the tools to go out and start singing, whether it's at home or when you're allowed to after coronavirus lockdown ends in an actual choir. Now, if you listen to podcasts regularly, you know what I'm going to say next. 
I really want to help get the word out about singing and about this podcast. And you can do this for me by just subscribing and by giving it a rating on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. That really does help with the algorithm and it means that the podcast will show up and be available to more people. And if there's someone who you think that would like to hear today's conversation, please do send them a link and share the love. Thanks again to Mark and also thanks to John Elliott who's edited and produced today's podcast. John also wrote the beautiful music that you can hear in the podcast. So thanks very much, John. I do hope you can join me next time for episode two of This Is Why We Sing. I've got another amazing guest lined up for you. And so until then, keep smiling, keep singing and thanks for listening.